Happy new healthy-ish year and welcome to this podcast by that name, healthy-ish of course. This is From Body and Soul and I am your host, Felicity Harley. And today, the delightful Jessica Siepel joins us in the studio. Yes, she's of course a nutritionist and wellness entrepreneur with a bunch of best-selling cookbooks, an app and a plethora of JS Health vitamins. Now, we're talking about body image today and how you can particularly buffer yourself, your body image, against all the diet noise that is occurring at this time of year. If you do like what you hear from Jess, make sure you listen to our chat on Extra Healthy-ish where she opens up about her struggles with perfectionism. That is a really good interview, by the way. If I do say so myself, you can catch that one wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome into Body and Soul HQ. Thank you so much for having me. So nice to see you I remember, in person. And I remember actually coming and having a lunch meeting with Body and Soul at the beginning of my career. I studied around the corner and I remember getting my first in, like interview with a journalist at Body and Soul, um, literally at the cafe next door. And I remember that was just such a career highlight for me. I love that. Were Ten you years ago, probably. Yeah, I think it was when Genevieve Rosen was. Yeah. Yes, Jen. Jen. Yeah. She's so amazing. Yeah. And look what you've still. done. In Thank 10 you. years. Well done. Now, I just wanted to pick up on something that you have written on your website, which I think is really pertinent for this time of year. You're passionate about empowering people to give up dieting, nourish their bodies and find balance with food and fitness for life. At this time of year, so many of us are probably yes. more than likely bombarded yes. with diets, just diet the culture. Noise. The noise from the diet industry. How do you and health industry buffer and yourself from this? This is my passion. It's really why I started JS Health because I myself was so confused and overwhelmed from that bombardment from the diet industry. Um, just so confusing because everyone's telling you to do something different. By the end of it, you're totally disconnected from your own self and your own body. And unfortunately, it really distresses your relationship with food and your body for the long term. And so I started JS Health as a way to prove to women and myself there's a better way to live a healthy life. It took me 10 years to undiet, by the way, because from the age of about 14, I was a chronic fad dieter, just obsessed with the number and the scale, calorie counting, just numbers in general. And it really distressed my relationship with myself, with food, my body. It was a tormented relationship. And I went and studied a Bachelor of Health for three years and then nutritional medicine for two and slowly, slowly also through therapy started undieting. And I honestly found freedom with food, which to this day, I'm still so grateful for and proud of because in this moment, maybe 15 years later, my relationship with food has never been stronger and I have not weighed myself. I've not looked at a calorie counting app. I have not measured how many carbohydrates are in something. I'm able to eat a meal and not be petrified of the carbohydrates in front of me or the gelato that was presented to me on a Saturday night that I would just, you know, deprive myself of. And then unfortunately the next day binge on. Mm -hmm. So I'm so grateful to have that peaceful relationship with food. And that's really what started Jay's health. I was like, I just wanted to scream to the world, especially to females at that time, um, that there is a better way to live a healthy, balanced life. And you don't need to be entrenched in that tormented cycle of restriction deprivation followed by overeating and binge eating and got my first book deal I think it was like now 10 years ago which was just which was amazing because it gave me that platform to show women that there is a better way it was called the healthy life I've still got that book by the way oh, on my bookshelf you. in my kitchen now 
for anyone who is feeling the pressure of the diet culture, yeah. what would be your advice mm, around it's honestly this? Honestly, as simple as blocking it out. Like if you're following people on social media who are just flogging your feed with specific ways of eating or drinking or doing things, I actually would unfollow them because I think social media is just that. It's just a b- big influx of too many mixed messages. And what I why I worry about that is you stop listening to yourself because we're so biochemically unique. Honestly, what works for me may not work for you. And my concern, what I see with women is they've completely forgotten how to tune into their unique bodies and eat foods based upon their needs. And the more your relationship with food heals, the better you become at tuning into your body. You become an intuitive eater is what we call it. And there is nothing better because you realize how good you start to feel. But because of all that noise, you can't connect. Um, So the first thing is to actually disconnect from that noise however you can. Like the conversations around it, the people you're following, block it out. Secondly, I'm I'm not a fan of number counting, you know, weighing yourself. I have a JS Health rule, which is to throw the scale out. You know, back early, in the early days of JS Health, it was so cool when Instagram first started, I used to get videos of the JS Health girls, we call them, throwing, literally throw, taking their scales and throwing it into the skip bin, which was so empowering. <laughs> yeah. Um, because why should that number dictate your self-worth? For me, for 10 years, that number on the scale would determine mm. my self-worth. I can't even, like, I just, I'm sorry, I'm just picturing weighing myself one morning and me having a literal breakdown to my, who was my, who, my husband, at, he was my boyfriend at the time, my husband now. And he said, Jess, enough is enough. And we together walked to the skip bin and threw out the scale. And that was the last time I ever owned a scale. <laughs> you must have felt so empowered doing that. It was actually, it wasn't scared, in that moment. In that scared. moment, so scared. And mm. I remember saying it was a safety net. I said to myself, don't worry, you'll secretly go back to the skip bin in the morning and get it. Mm. Like How I our minds work. Yeah. So it was not actually freeing for me in that moment. That's what I like to say to women. It's not going to feel easy initially. But the freedom that comes with letting go of that number, determining your self-worth and your health status is extremely freeing, but also so good for your relationship with your body mm. in the long term, for your, for your body image. For You know, I su- suffered with really negative body image and body dysmorphia. It just comes with being a fad dieter, honestly, in the end. So <clears throat> after some time of not owning a scale, you'll see how freeing it becomes and how, st- how much stronger your relationship with your body becomes. How do you nourish your body today? Talk to us about how you tune into your body. Yeah. I mean, I have to say like at this time I am, it's a natural, a natural way, which is exciting for everyone else out there because it can become your natural way too. But it takes time. It takes time to figure out which foods work for you. I mean, we know those nutritious whole foods. We've heard it time and time again on your incredible podcast and all the podcasts of what we should be eating. But Also letting go of the restriction and deprivation and giving yourself permission to enjoy. I think the joy around food has been stripped away from us in so many ways. Like sometimes I catch myself still because I was a fad dieter for so many years feeling guilt. On a Saturday night, I'll go and enjoy. all women do that, do that, don't they? And I sort of practice, okay, why am I still feeling that guilt and how important it is for me to indulge without the guilt and actually enjoy. But it's mindful eating. And I know, Mm. again, we've heard that time and time again, but how many of us today, you know, busy workers who have long, big jobs, most people listening are busy. How How many of us are actually sitting in front of our meals, slowly like eating mindfully, connecting to that food, being grateful for that food? I know it sounds corny being a mindful eater, but that is actually essentially what allows you to reconnect to food in your body, sitting in front of food, eating it, being grateful for it, understanding how you feel afterwards. Do you feel tired? Do you feel energized? And slowly you'll realize 
that meal that includes protein, good fats, complex carbohydrates, essentially that's what's going to make you feel good. And when you don't have those foods or you just have the complex carbohydrates or you just have the protein, you don't have the dark leafy greens, you start to realize, oh, I don't feel as energized. Or if you don't have that protein, my, my big thing is protein and good fats at lunch specifically because a lot of people get that blood sugar drop in the afternoon. If I don't have that protein and good fats at lunchtime, I feel exhausted in the afternoon. So just starting to connect. If you have, if I have more than two coffees, it doesn't make me energized. It makes me extremely tired. Mm. And we know that caffeine has such an impact on our cortisol levels. Our adrenaline can affect the sleep cycle, the melatonin sleep cycle. So realizing, okay, I'm going to stick to one coffee a day before 11 a.m., which is my rule because of how much more energized I feel, or I call it the JSL 4 to 5 p.m. snack. You have that protein-rich snack, which I used to be so afraid of what, having. What do you So either on? Greek yogurt with cinnamon, a JS Health protein bar, it could be a boiled egg, it could be carrots with hummus, it could be any protein bar you can find, um, green apples with almond butter I love at the moment. But those little changes or implementations um, can make such a big difference to how you feel. Ultimately, the whole point of this is to feel good. Mm -hmm. What is allowing you to feel good? Well said. Jess, thanks for coming on Healthy-ish. Oh, thank you. If you did get something out of this, if you enjoyed our chat, we would love it if you could rate and review this episode or you can, of course, subscribe to the podcast or share this out with a friend, someone who just needs some more tools on dealing with the onslaught of diet culture. Anything else, you can head to bodyandsoul.com.au. Follow us on socials, plenty of other episodes of Healthy-ish or Extra Healthy-ish to inspire your new year. And until tomorrow, stay healthy-ish. I'm Sarah Lamarquin, Editor-in-Chief of Stella and host of our podcast called Something to Talk About. Every weekend we publish a new episode where you'll hear compelling personalities, strong opinions and thought-provoking conversations. I wanted to be able to do it in my time when I was ready and speak my truth when I was ready. The topic of when do I become a mum, that is in my mind 24-7. Search for Something to Talk About wherever you listen to your podcasts.